Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, Turning Your Mess into a Beautiful Masterpiece. So today, out of the blue, my daughter and I were having a conversation. My son, my daughters, my sons, my daughters, and I was having a conversation. So I, Alicia, say hi to everybody. Hi, you guys. I am Alicia. I am Tamara. I am Tamara's daughter. So it's kind of cool to bring her on because we were looking at the Red Table Talk um, episode and it said, why are women so mean to each other? And so it was deep to have a conversation because my son, Ruben, pinpointed a, a valid, valid thing. My son so he, he so uh, Messiah was it Messiah? Mm-hmm. It was Messiah. Messiah and 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 Anthony got into a scuffle over putting something about feet on a shirt or something like that, and they didn't scuffle. Messiah lost the weave. Uh, I mean, not a weave, but you know, like a, a lock. And I was like, "Where's Messiah?" He said, "Messiah came downstairs telling me he puffing," and then they went upstairs and looked at the football game, and it tripped me out because. Ruben said, Ma, yeah, because we, you know, we, you know how many, I said, so y'all do this all the time? He said, Ma, do you know how many scuffles go on, but we still brothers? He said, women carry things forever and a day. Us dudes, we just let, he didn't say shit, but he said shit. We let the shit go, and we keep it pushing. And that's deep to me because so many of us as women have this habit of of holding on to things, and we are so mean to each other. Um and so, Alicia, I want you to elaborate a little bit about that. Um, I feel like us as black women, I feel like some of us as black women spend more time tearing each other down, being in competition with each other, than uplifting each other. I have been in situations and been around a group of females where they will all talk about each other and tear this one in particular woman down because... She has a little less than them, and I feel like, how dare you? How dare you tear this one black woman down because she isn't doing what you're doing to get ahead, and you're supposed to be another black woman. You don't know her struggle. I feel like if we uplifted each other more and we empowered each other more and stood together as black women more, it would it would help a lot more than us bashing each other on social media or fighting each other or being jealous of each other or being envious of each other. I feel like us uplifting each other would somewhat make the world a better place and it would send, it would send a message that we are standing together as a sisterhood. One thing my brother said I kind of agree with. Black men, I see it. Now, black men, they have the fatherhood. They go out in the community and do things together and help clean up the neighborhood. I have yet to see a group of black women doing the same thing. Well, I got to disagree. Black women do do it, right? But, you know, and this is me just being a little bit older than you. We do come together. But there's that, that group of women that come together. And it's, it's, it's sometimes you'll have that group of black women who are doing it because it makes them look good. And also, you know, black women, we, we do come together, but there's always that one messy person that'll come in between. Yeah, and you got to realize, too, a lot of people 
when things are coming together, there's always somebody jealous of that and will try to tear it apart. And that's when we have to get into our headsets and make a stand to say, listen, I'm not going to let you tear my friendship apart. But we also have to be open and honest and have the conversation. If I don't like something that you're doing, and if I feel like you're failing or if you're falling apart or you're falling off, because a lot of times, you know, with envy especially, it's because the person is trying so hard. And I know that people may not want to look. That's not an excuse. That's a reality that imagine being that woman who struggled all their life. And I can speak for myself. I've never really been envious of other women making it. But for a moment, I'm angry at myself. And sometimes that anger can turn into um, inadvertently taking it out on other people. Right? So you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm busting my ass. You know, grinding, and here's the and and to you because sometimes our perception is false mm-hmm. to that other person. They believe in well, they just got it so easy, and they really on the inside don't know the struggle that they've been through. So black women do come together, and they do know how to come together and make money, but they allow people to come in the middle of their of their friendship. They allow people. They allow. Not only black women, but they let other races come and divide because that has been a cultural thing where other races have said it's only one head black bitch in charge. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it that way, but it happens on a regular basis. And I do agree with that. I do. And I do stand corrected on that. I feel like, yes, we do know how to come together, but there sometimes can be so much cattiness or it could be that one catty person that messed it up for everybody or it could be jealousness or envious or just a group of people doing it for all the wrong reasons oh to make that change to get that point (laughs) because but i feel like if you're in a non-for-profit organization it shouldn't be about that or if you're doing it just to give back to a cause or give back to a community like there's some black women who have never had to struggle And I've been around people who have never had to struggle and who are black and they look down on black people who have had to struggle. And 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 I feel like and I feel like, well, who are you to judge that person? You you don't know what it's like to struggle. You don't know what it's like to rob Peter to pay Paul just to make sure you and your family or you and your children are okay. So who are you to judge that black woman because she has a struggle and you've never had to struggle? But in in, in another in another breath, you also have the woman that's struggling that ju- that judges the woman that has something that may have substance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you see somebody women of struggle, women who are struggling judge the woman that has a lot. Right. And they don't really know what they've been through or don't even know their backstory of being um what they had to go through right so sometimes we we again that false perception right of of french of, of what a woman is going through my thing is is that i've seen it i've seen people smile in folks face and i mean that's just since i was 18 years old probably younger than that um with women in corporate america and i worked in corporate america from the time i was 21 to 25 and i can, can recall this woman straight up said to me, listen, I'm the head bitch in charge here. I'm the head nigga in charge. And I'm letting you know that you're not going to take my position. Do your little job as don't try to do no better than me. Because if you try to do better than me, I will destroy you. And 
immediately, it wasn't let's come together and work. And many of people go through that every day. And, and, and again, it's culturally because we're in a, we, we deal in a, in a situation where the head in charge are people of different race and different color. And they teach us to compete against you. But you want this job? Well, y'all two better compete against each other. We teach competition right. versus um, collaboration. Right. And then me being only 24 years old, I have been around people or women where or females of my age where there is a lot of cattiness and there's a lot of jealousness or envious of who has this and who has that and me because of how I was raised and taught by my mother I'm always trying to sway away from that or uplift or empower because like I said I've been through some things on my own so I'm like I'm not gonna tear down the next female because I don't know her backstory she don't know my backstory so who am I to judge I feel like if all women of all race not just us as black women but us mainly as black women because it's been said for years and years that we are the easiest race to tear apart I feel like if we really worked on uplifting each other whether whether the young uh, whether the new generation or the old generation I would if we would all just work on empowering each other more and building each other up more. We will really send a really, really, really strong message that it is not so easy to divide and to conquer us as women, more importantly, and then black women as well. But I think that, too, competition. You know, I learned from my mother straight up not to be weak. We're afraid to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? For black women... It is taught in my head. I came out the womb. My mother came out and said, "Listen, it's gonna be hard for you, boo." Life. She came out with the speech. I, I don't even think I was three months old. She was like, "Baby, it's hard out here for a black woman," and we're taught. We're taught, and you're gonna have to work ten times harder, and you're gonna have to be ten times smarter, and you can't be friends with everybody because everybody ain't your friend. And I and I taught, and I can say that I've taught my daughters that. That everybody's not your friend. Know the position. I had to learn the role of, of whether or not they are my friends or they're my Whether they're my friends or whether they're my enemies. Right? And I also know when you are working for people, a lot of times I have a lot of folks saying to me, Tamara, you know, know your position. I was taught that from an early age. And me being a helper, me wanting to, me being a person who, I can even say an enabler, I had to realize that not everybody's your friend, right? And also be guarded, because I'm one of the most guarded people in the world, and people don't even realize it. Like, I can, I can chill with me by myself, even at my loneliness. I can chill with me by myself. And I've taught my girls, learn how to y'all sisters chill with each other. And also the division starts from family. Because a lot of times sisters are secretly sisters are secretly jealous of their bigger sister or their younger sister who's doing well. And I can I can elaborate on that. My mother has always taught me and my sisters because it's four of us. It's my oldest sister, then it's me, but I'm the oldest here in Buffalo. So it's like my mom has always taught us like don't trust everybody, everybody not your friend. Me being who I am, being such a sweetheart, I can say 
I wouldn't call myself gullible. I would call myself very nice and open-minded, and I like to form my own opinion about people. That has been a blessing and a curse in my life. And then because I'm visually impaired, it kind of, sometimes I'm on a defense because sometimes I don't know who's coming and who's going and who's real and who's fake. So I am very guarded as well because I'll sit in the house and chill with my siblings and chill with my son all day long. I don't really care to have friends because there's so much cattiness and so much envy. People are will envy you when you barely got two nickels to rub together and they'll, and still, so find a, and they'll still find a reason to have a problem with you or a beef with you. Like, my, I'm struggling just like you struggling my, with. And my famous line is, sis, I'm on the bus. <laughs> like, sis. I, I still take the bus. I shot I got rainbow, a, sis. Like, I ain't, I ain't got no, I don't got no Birkin bag. I'm on the bus. And, and I think that, you know, and that's another thing. Uh, my girls have it so good, and I say that to them all the time. You have four siblings that you have big a big family, so... You don't have my kids, my children don't have to depend on anyone on the outside for friendships. You you know what I'm saying? Like literally, I've taught them you don't have to depend on outside resources as to where it's very lonely for me. I have a sibling, but she ain't speaking to me right now. And you know, my brother ain't speaking to me either. I and and and, and they don't and, and another thing is I'm a hard worker. I'm very ambitious. I can sit here and say this wholeheartedly with a smile on my face and a coke and a shake on the side that I work hard but it, it also is to protect myself you know what I'm saying and I would rather work hard than to gossip about somebody I can also elaborate on that my mom she's trying to get me out of that now she tells me I'm still young enjoy my life but I feel like a part of me because I've been through so many failed friendships here and then, like I said, I'm also visually impaired. So it makes me more guarded. It makes me more, let me not say in fear, but I know me and I know my attitude. So it's like before I let a person put me in a position where I got to step out of character or I got to be super on the defense because I don't know what that person's attention is, I'd rather stay home and deal with my siblings who get on my nerves but I know I know what I'm dealing with I know they're gonna come in my room they're gonna ask me a thousand questions they're gonna get on my nerves but I can deal with that those are my siblings I don't have to take that from somebody I don't know from a hole in the wall right and for me I'm just so guarded um thank God for books and thank God for um I was the oldest sibling and I had my brother, and then my sister came along. But I was always alone. I was always alone. I had my mother had a set of twins, but they died at the age of three, which really made me guarded, right? Because I had that sense of fear of loss. You know what I'm saying? So I, for me, it was like, okay, I can't get close to people. And then betrayal. Like I've dealt with large amounts of betrayal from people who I thought were my friends, and then it it, it hit me. Know the difference between a friend. Know a difference between an associate. And my uncle used to say, that's not my friend, that's my associate. And I used to ask her, why are women so mean to each other? Why do we hate on each other so much? My uncle thing was is that we will always be in competition because we'll always think that someone can take something away from us. And the truth of the matter is nobody can take anything from you. And, and, and you know, and my uncle you know, had female friends, but in some sense, she was the one that was on the phone, and she would be like, girl, you know, I love you. I love you. God rest her soul. 
but then be on the phone and say, you know that bitch? <laughs> and I've seen my mother do it. So it also is a tradition of how you're raised in your household. And it also comes from your siblings. Uh, get From your siblings. You know what I'm saying? Your siblings can teach you. Siblings can be rivals against each other too. And the one thing I, I, I'm trying to teach my girls is y'all are each other's background bone. You need not be jealous of each other at all. You know, my girls are of different class. My oldest daughter is a free spirit. She She's a great mother. She's a business owner. But from the age of 13, I knew Talissa was like, listen, I'm about to go and chill and be me because she had to break away from this cage of having so many siblings. As to where Alicia's more reserved and likes to be home and be a mother. And Alexis, honey, Alexis going to have her a good time. Please believe me. And Alice is my, it's surround sound. Alice is the one that's going to say what she's going to say. She should be a lawyer. She's going to, she's going to speak her mind. And so when you have those personality clashes, you know what I'm saying? Those personality, and don't, and Alicia's the one that's never going to talk to you, but punch you in the face. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, I'm serious. So Alicia and all my girls are fighters. All my girls are fighters, so when it comes to seeing meanness, I've seen it in here. I've seen these girls go and throw things and flip over each other and beat each other up, and then three weeks later come and turn against me because I said something like, y'all crazy witches, and then everybody get mad at me. I'm not a witch! But I, And I'm saying this to y'all because we, we do have to unlearn behaviors that is taught. We have to unlearn how... We, the reason there's so much division in the black community is because we've been taught to hate each other. We've been taught to unlove. We've been taught to only really focus on the struggle and not on love. We don't have time to love. We don't have time to feel sexy. We don't have time to do that because when you're trying to pay your bills, you're trying to, to, to just survive, you don't have time to be lovable. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? And, and the one thing that I've enforced and I'm enforcing in my children is make time to be lovable. Make time to be, make time not to be caught up in a trap of hate. And I can't stress that enough. I can't stress that enough that that is the biggest problem that we have in our community, especially the African-American community. We're struggling. I can elaborate a lot with my mom saying is me being the second oldest here. I can always remember me and my older sister. We used to fight a lot. And my mom would tie us together and be like, y'all are sisters. Y'all are sisters. And I think now her being her living in Connecticut and me living in Buffalo. And I had to kind of take over the crown as big sis. I kind of appreciate having an older sister more than what I used to because I will always want to be up under my sister. Like, I will follow my older sister everywhere. And so now I kind of get where she used to be coming from where you got to be big sis because I have to do it here. It's like when they come upstairs and knock on my door, like my brother's been getting on my nerves for the past 20 minutes to feed them. They'll be all right. <laughs> but as far as like, unity and friendships i feel like it'll be so much easier if we just uplift each other 
and I tried and instill that in my siblings. Like, I know, like, I'd rather deal with my siblings, just my siblings, because I know there's going to be times where we don't like each other. I know there'll be times where we can't deal with each other, but we still love each other, and we'll come together. I can deal with that. But it's like I can't get that from the outside world, because and people got to be so catty. And you might get that one out the bunch that can unify and hold on power, to them. But hold, and you got to hold on to that one person. But it could always be that bunch of people that can ruin it for I, everybody. Right, and I also and blame it, it on, so I, let me tell you, I'm going to blame that on our television shows, like some of these talk reality talk shows, just to get ratings. We talk women to hate on each other and to fight on each other and spit on each other. And we got to, and also it's happening in our homes, right? It's happening in our homes and we think that that's normal. And again, we have to unlearn the behaviors that are toxic to us because I've been in places where of other races. And let me tell you, I'm not saying because here's the thing. Women are mean to each other in all races, shades and colors. But it doesn't divide them the way it divides us. And that's not to be prejudiced or nothing, but that's real talk. We're the most divided race as African-Americans. That's very much true. And I was. I was just watching, I, me being my age, I do watch Love & Hip Hop, but I do not, I cannot sit here and say I agree with how it puts, it makes black women look, how it represents us, because I've seen how something as little as a man could divide us. And make us degrade each other, right. talk down on each other, spit on each other. My thing is, for me, I feel like I'm too pretty to be fighting. I feel like if I, if you got to scratch up my face and pull out my hair, listen, I don't buy expensive hair, but when I do get a chance to buy it, I don't want nobody pulling it out. So if I got to beat you up about a dude that's supposed to be dealing with me, but he dealing with you too, that's not my issue to take up with you because he's the liar. So what I'm going to beat you up for, for him being a dog? I'm not going to do that. I'm a fan of loving hip hop, but I am not a fan of how it portrays, it makes us look as black women. Because it does make us look bad. It makes us look like we have to degrade each other just to get ratings or we're degrading each other about men or about a woman or about Instagram and to be honest this is why I somewhat took off my Facebook because that's all I was seeing going down my timeline was women degrading each other and calling each other b-words and fighting it's coronavirus and y'all outside fighting and pulling each other hair out y'all kids are watching this and me being a mom it's like I would never want my son to ever look up on a TV screen or on a phone screen and see his mother fighting or degrading herself about a man or about anything for that matter. Or my, or even my mother, because just like my mother is a reflection of me, I'm a reflection of my mother as well. I would never want her to look up and see her daughter carry herself in such a negative way, and she taught me better than that. And, and you know, and, and to kind of close out, guys... Choose choose your friends. 
And so people people will tell you, you know, Maya Angelou said it best. People will teach teach you how to treat them. We have to teach we have to teach us what is friendship because I think what it is is we've allowed other people. We will allow our family members, our mothers, teachers, this is friendship. This is family. This is how we operate. And I think that you have to go on your own judgment. And even though I tell people it's good, I'm, I'm good at being number one, everybody needs some type of friendship and companionship. I also know that women, sisters, will separate, will feel like when sisters have friends, and I see this happen with my girls across the board. Like, Reuben has friends that he has turned into family. But sisters, let a sister come in here with a new friend. They get an attitude. Point blank and period. Reuben don't want nobody around his sisters. No, but I'm just saying, (laughs) but y'all don't want nobody around, y'all. Don't let somebody get too close. Y'all got an attitude. That's very true. Like, let me, Alexis, I told Alexis that I had somewhat of a new associate. And she was like, that associate ain't me, me. She ain't come interview with me. Alexis will literally have an attitude, hide my shoes and everything. Just because she don't know the person I am acquainted with. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? But And, and again, it goes back to that very thing that I say. That sisters are so guarded for their sisters, their siblings, that they don't want anybody else to step in. And so we got to look at that, too. Um, and I, being that I'm used to being a loner, I don't have that feeling. I'm just like, shit, let me be friends with everybody. <laughs> right? But then I had to, I had to pull back. Um, and I know when to fall back, and I know when to step up. I know how people are, and I and it doesn't mean. And and one thing that I teach my girls, just because I step back from you doesn't mean that I don't love you. I just saw some things. Yeah. Because and that's another thing. Stop being and and this is just my thought. Stop being friends with the friends that keep gossiping about you. Stop being friends with the people that one minute they're nice to you, the next minute they're being mean to you. That's false. That's some false idol see right there. Yes. You, you either want definitely taught me a, when a person teach you who they are the first time. Believe, believe them. them. I feel like, and I think because I've been through so much, especially with friendships, like you can't cross me one time. There is no you cross me once and then we be friends. And again. I and I'm still it's like that. after you after you cross me, we can't be friends. We we don't need to have a conversation. You stay in your lane and I stay in mine. And you know what my thing is? I forgive you. I and I can say I'll forgive you. you but I can I'll, feel you but boom, that does not mean that I got to rock with your behavior. Right. Just I can forgive you but that don't mean me and you going i won't never rock with you the way i rocked with you before you won't see me taking pictures with you on instagram or see me at your barbecue but i know for a fact you were just and i I want women to stop doing and here's the thing i think that is the fakest thing i've ever seen y'all all talking about each other and y'all all doing this and that to each other but then y'all at each other's barbecues y'all at each other's birthday parties Y'all at each other functions, taking pictures on Instagram and Facebook like y'all the best of friends. But then y'all gonna be talking about each other's outfits to the next person in a group chat the next day. Uh, right, like that girl. is baffling <laughs> Look, to me. Girl, did you see her? Did she know her ass was too big for that dress. Now she knew that. This is, but again, we can't expect togetherness and oneness if we're treating we're treating this as 
we we keep doing this and and the only reason and I have not done a podcast in a minute guys but it just it, you know I looked at the episode with the red table talk like five times cuz I seen it with my own eyes and it was just something and when my daughters and my sons you know my son made that powerful statement that you know, women need to get it together. You know, Ruben's joke was serious. And he was like joking, but not joking. Women need to get their ish together. Because women arguing over stuff that don't even matter. Like, like serious, sis. Like, you argue mad at her for something she had nothing to do with. So, podcast. I haven't been on my podcast. And Anchor, y'all are so dope. Now we got music. I love it. I love it. I love what Anchor is doing. And I, I am a Spotify fan. I subscribe to Spotify. I want to thank my daughter, Alicia, for coming on and, and helping me to elaborate on this. Because I never, I don't want to do interview styles. I want to have conversation. Right? Because I'm not going to ask the questions. I think that when two people come together, you can you can change the world. You know, get over the, get off of the collaborate. Here's the thing. Stop allowing people to teach you to compete against each other. Stop allowing people to, to feed into you jealousy. And, and it happened to me. Almost happened to me, but I didn't allow it. Um, stop allowing people to feed you their garbage. Stop allowing people to feed you their pains and their disappointments. Because what happens is, is energy bounces off of us. Sometimes you have to stay, you have to separate yourself from people when they go into a bad thing. And I'm, the, I'm good for that. I'm good for saying, listen, I'm not having a good day today. I'm not the best person to talk to. I said it this afternoon. I'm Listen, I'm not in a good place. I got a lot going on. I had a lot going on this weekend. So I'm going to need to step away from this today. So, guys, I know y'all hear a lot of background. You hear my daughter. You know, she didn't drift it off. But Alicia King, thank you so much for helping me today and making this happen. But this conversation was needed it was had and i'm glad that i was able to have the conversation with my daughter about how why are women so damn mean to each other why we don't like each other like that why are we always competing versus collaborating and stop saying it also sis and homegirls and, and real talk stop doing things stop having doing these events of sisterhood and stop doing this and you're not real people are picking up on it Stop doing it so because it'll make you a dollar. Don't do a sisterhood woman empowerment group and you really don't mean it. You just put this little booklet together because it's going to make you a little change. So you can put some change on it. Do, do, do you feel what I'm saying? Stop doing it because it's going to make you a coin because at the end the fakery will come out. Um, also, stop, stop, stop. Stop hating on each other. Because sis could be at the bottom of the day, but sis going to rise up tomorrow. And don't hate on the person that is at the top because you really don't know what they've been through or went through to get to where they need to be. You don't know their struggles. You don't know their things. And this is November 1st. And this is a period of time where we are in a time where in two days it will decide the fact of who will be our president. That's what we need to, that's what we need to do. Somebody in trouble in my house. You hear my daughter? She didn't. She talking to the. She talking to the um my grandson. My grandsons. And somebody in trouble. Somebody ain't getting no snack today. <laughs> Guys, I miss y'all so much. Thank you for listening to me, and thank you for allowing me to open up and and realize that this is a conversation that we need to have. 
it was, and I'm so glad that I was able to have it with my daughter. And it was so impromptu. I did not plan this at all. I actually don't even really feel well, but I wanted to get this conversation out because I just didn't understand it. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Blog Diaries. My name is Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist. Y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.